In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. And we're looking why the synagogues throughout the world will not proclaim the last part of Isaiah 52 and Isaiah 53. Why won't they proclaim it? Let's see why. Isaiah 52, verse 13. See, my servant shall prosper. He shall be exalted, lifted up, and shall be very high on the cross. My servant shall be lifted up and shall be very high just as there are many who were astonished at him. So marred was his appearance beyond human semblance and his form beyond that of mortals. So he shall startle many nations. Kings shall shut their mouths because of him. Oh yes, his form beyond that of mortals, crucified, on the cross for that which had not been told them they shall see and that which they had not heard they shall contemplate Isaiah 52 and 53 is all about Jesus crucifixion that's why the synagogues will not proclaim these scriptures but I will proclaim them because Paul proclaimed them to the Jews in the Acts of the Apostles. Who has believed what we have heard? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of the dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him in his crucifixion nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised, rejected by men, a man of suffering and acquainted with infirmity, as one from whom others hide their faces. Why will they proclaim Isaiah 53? Because it's all about the crucifixion. He was despised and we held him in no account. Surely he has borne our infirmities. Do you know that today? On the cross, Jesus bore your and my infirmities and carried our diseases. Yet we accounted him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the punishment that made us whole, and by his stripes we are healed. I tell you, this is a perfect 
plan of God that Jesus the Messiah should die on a cross so that we might be the righteousness of Christ in him, in Christ. I tell you, it's all about the crucifixion. It's all about the resurrection. And Jewish people have not heard this. They keep this from them. Why? Because it's a picture of the cross. It's a picture of the death of Jesus. It's a picture of salvation. Because Jesus was scarred, you are healed. You know, just like God foreplanned Jesus and his death in the scriptures thousands of years before, before you came to this earth, in, the, in heaven, Jesus foreplanned your life. In the prayer meeting, we we're talking about where the Bible says in the book of Psalms that every good deed will ever be done in your life is already written in the book. That Jesus already knows exactly what you need and he has already plans and a purpose for your life today. And Jesus just wants to release his divine life upon you because whatever your plan for your life is, it's not as great as Jesus' plans. Jesus created you for a specific plan and a purpose, you know. God gave us Jesus to die on the cross for us. But God gave you life so that you could speak Jesus, so that you could release heaven. Jesus is a gate, but so are you. You're a gate, you're a portal between heaven and earth. Jesus is now living inside of you, and you are called to go be the Messiah to others. You can't save anyone, I can't, but Jesus through you can save people. So Lord Jesus, we pray that a release of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of Christ, that every listener knows the plans and purposes of why they were created, that they begin to walk in the life you have for them, a life of freedom, a life of joy, a life of peace in the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus, he bore our infirmities and we are healed. It doesn't always mean that our physical bodies are going to be completely healed. That is a promise and that does come with the ticket. But our souls are healed. So we, we have peace and we have love. And, we, and no matter what, everything is always okay with us. Because Jesus gives you the peace that passes understanding. Jesus gives you the calm and the storm. And... Even if our circumstances aren't peaceful around us today, we have peace within us because we have deposit heaven deposited in your soul because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of what God had preordained for Jesus before the beginning of time. God is outside time and space. He just we're just in time in this earth. So before God created all the creation at once and he breathed it out and he breathed out the salvation plan and he breathed out a salvation, not only a salvation, not only a redemption plan, but a divine plan for your life. And as you chase after Jesus with all your heart, then you become back into the order of Christ and back into the order of why you were, why you were created to love and serve God and let Jesus go before you as he did on the cross and take care of all of your battles win them in his name today i received a booklet from a young man called Tim Tracy 
and it was all about his salvation, how God used me to bring him to know Jesus experientially. It was a beautiful, beautiful booklet, and it was wonderful. But you see, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Because I proclaimed Christ. He said his life has been absolutely changed since that day. He came to our Bible study, and he learned to love Jesus. But more than that, he learned to be loved by Jesus. How we need the love of God. How we need to be loved by the Lord who made heaven and earth. When I see the Eucharist, I say, you are the one who spoke the world into existence. You are the one who spoke the world into existence. We continue. By his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have all turned to our own way. It's called sin. And the Lord has laid on him, on Jesus, on the crucified, the iniquity of us all. He, Jesus, was oppressed. He was afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was like a lamb that has led to the slaughter, like a sheep before its shearers. He was silent, so he did not open his mouth. By a perversion of justice, he was taken away. Who could have imagined his future? He was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people, stricken for the sins of Israel and of the Gentiles. They made his grave with the wicked and his tomb with the rich, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him with pain. Why? For you. Why? For me. Why? For Tim Tracy. Yes, it was the will of the Lord to crush him with pain, so that we might be spared from hell. You see, not too many people talk about hell anymore. It's like everybody's going to heaven. It's not true. It's not true. We know that those who have surrendered to Christ and have been washed in his blood, these are the people that will go to heaven. Let God judge the rest of them. People say, what about the Jewish people? I have my own ideas about the Jewish people. I believe, and this is what I believe, when they die, God's going to show them Jesus. And they have to make a decision. Now, I don't know if that's true. That's what I think. It's not biblical, but that's what I think. When, and when we die, the, Jesus is going to come to us and we got to give the Lord our fiat. You know, we got to say, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. Let me come with you. Let me go with you. And, you know, Jesus Christ is coming to you 
every day, every second. Jesus says, I stand at the door and I knock. But not only does he knock once, but he knocks in every decision of every day. Every little time we have to make a death to ourselves. Every time we do God's will and not our will, Jesus sees it and heaven is released in a greater measure upon you. Jesus, he gave us one prayer on earth as it is in heaven. And you know, the life of heaven, Jesus did not create humans. Jesus did not create me or you to serve ourselves. We were created to serve God and God alone, to love God and God alone. The, the angels, and we're going to be like angels one day, as it says in the Bible, in the life of heaven, is the angels just serve the Father. They're not reflecting upon their needs, their desires, their wants, there's no battle within them of God wants me to do this, but I want to do that. They're just single-minded, single-focused in serving the Lord. Now, for us on this earth, it's very hard because of sin in the fallen world. But Jesus wants you to begin to live the life of heaven. And that is to gaze only upon the Lord. Only We listen only to the Holy Spirit. We do only... G what Jesus wants us to do. We we go and do the will of the Father. We have a relationship with every member of the Trinity. We say, Holy Spirit, come and breathe in my breathing, and I give you my memory. Jesus, come flow in my blood and think in my intellect. Father, I give you my will and come with your power. You know, you have the whole Trinity residing within you. You have heaven within you. Father Tom said yesterday, the kingdom of heaven is within you. And it is so true. So we just look inward. And inward is anything we need. Because inward we have peace, love, joy. And even if the world is going crazy, you go inside of yourself. And you, and you have the kingdom of heaven within you. And you know, when we have peace within ourselves, our world reflects peace. When we have love within ourselves, our world reflects love. And, and the whole thing is Jesus did it for you on the cross. What we're reading, Jesus did it for you on the cross. And he released victory upon this earth 2,000 years ago. Victory was your portion before God created this earth as he released through Isaiah. Victory is your portion. Love is your portion. Abundant life is your portion. Healing is your portion. Jesus came to release the upside down kingdom. Because he was scourged, you can be healed. Because he was enslaved, you can be free. He bore everything so that you can walk in victory today. And the battle is with ourselves. The battle is not with God. It's not even with the devil. We battle with ourselves. But today, Jesus already gave you the victory. And he came so that you could be free. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. We are called to live an ascended life. A life on high in Christ Jesus. We are already seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We need to live from that place in heaven. Oh yes, it's not about the earth, it's about heaven and what God has for us now through the Holy Spirit. How we need the life of the Holy Spirit. How we need the forgiveness of the Holy Spirit. How we need the power of the Holy Spirit. This Tim Tracy, 
he was so taken 40 years ago that he writes this beautiful booklet about how God saved him through the proclamation of the gospel that I made. And he brought back so many memories that I preached about that he still remembered 40 years later. He said, do you remember that your father died in your arms? I said, yes, I do. Do you remember that you went up to a woman and you didn't want to go? And the Lord said, she is an important person to me. Do you remember that? I said, I do remember that. I tell you, Tim Tracy was changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you know what? You can be changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. The only thing you need to do is say, Oh Lord, I surrender. I surrender my life to you. I give you everything I am. I give you everything I have. I surrender my life to you. Let's continue. For he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. They made a grave with the wicked and the tomb with the rich, although he had done no violence, and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him with pain. When you make his life an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring and shall prolong his days. You are the offspring of the Lord. You are the offspring. On the cross, he was giving birth to you through the power of the blood. On the cross, he became a birth giver for you so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. For me, so that I might have life and have it more abundantly. Through him, the will of the Lord shall prosper. Through whom? Through Jesus Christ, the will of the Lord shall prosper. Not through my will, not through your will, but through the will of Christ. And the will of Christ is that no one who comes to me will I ever reject, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And it is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of what he has given me. He's given you to Christ. The Father has given you to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it is the will of God that you not be lost. You say, but I have these tormenting thoughts. They are not from God. They are not from God. They are from someplace else. Reject them. But they keep on coming. Reject them in the name of Jesus. Yeah, the will of God is that you have a life of freedom, a life of joy, a life of peace, a life of victory, that you know your inheritance in Christ Jesus. You know, like Father said about the tormenting thoughts, the devil's never going to change. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So who needs to change? It's us. You know, the devil just makes us holy. The, the demons just bring us closer to God. One of the monks said, I was taught how to pray by the demons. Because every time they would come against me, I would run to the cross. I would run to Jesus. You know, God created everything to bring us to him. And as Jesus was crushed, sometimes we go through the crushing. Because Jesus' will 
of our life isn't that we never go through anything. The will of Jesus is that our soul is healed and made into the image of Christ, that God is light and in him there's no darkness. So sometimes the Lord allows us to go through trials and tribulations, but those trials bring us closer to God. It makes us cling to Jesus. It makes us realize that we are nothing and God is everything, that we need God, that we bless God, that we worship God, that we love God. We become holy when we know our nothingness, that I am nothing in God, you are everything. I am nothing in God, you are everything. On my own, I can do nothing, but through you, I can do everything. God, you are the potter, I am just the clay. Mold me how you want to mold me. Use me how you use me. Do with me what you want to do with me. It's hard to give that over to God, because we want to say, God... I want to be used, use me how I say to use me. You know, there's two type of prayers and it's always good to pray. It's God, I want this, for, give, please let me have it. Amen. But there's a, there's a better type of prayer. Jesus, I want your will. Jesus, I want what you want. Jesus, just help me to persevere. Jesus, help me to be filled with your spirit. You know, suffering comes from having desires. When we don't have our own desires, but we just begin to desire what God desires, then we walk in freedom. But that's a martyrdom of martyrdom, being martyred to our own human will so we can live in God's divine will. Being martyred uh, as our own desires so we can have God's desires. As humans, we're predisposed even in the good holy things to live in, I want, I want, I want, you know. I want my kids to be saved now. I want this car. I want this house. I want this money. And you know, the whole thing is, is that we think we know what we want. We think we know what God wants. We think we know what's going to make us happy. But God knows much greater than all of us what we need. We know what we want, but God knows what we need. You know, Jesus said, it is my will that no one shall perish. So it is God's will that your children will come to God. It is God's will that your children will be healed and set free. But our timing is not always God's timing. We're humans and we just see moment to moment. But God sees eternally. And as we just conform our soul to God and say, God, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus, I don't worry because I trust. I don't fear because I love. The perfect love of God drives out all fear. The perfect trust in God separates us from all worry. And we just say, Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, you are in control. Jesus, I give you my children. Jesus, I give you my finances. Jesus, I give you my will. I give you my will. Because Adam was created to only do God's will. But when he fell, he fell in the divine will and the human will split. And ever since then, there's been a battle waging within us. We have what God wants us to do. and We have what we want to do. But today, Lord, I ask for a release of your divine will, the fire of your love, Jesus. So we live out of the fiat of our blessed mother, that we just receive what you give us moment by moment, second by second. We don't question you, Jesus, but we trust you. God, you are so good today. I want to be what you want me to be. I want to go where you want me to go. I want to live where you want me to live. I want what you want. I do not want what I want. I want to love the way you love. I want to believe the way you believe. I want to hope 
the way you hope. You see, again, it's all about Jesus, in season and out of season, when convenient and inconvenient. It's all about Jesus. Isaiah 53 is all about Jesus. That's why it's not read in the synagogue, because they'd come to believe in the cross. Let me continue. Out of his anguish, he shall see light. He shall find satisfaction through his knowledge. In you, he shall find satisfaction. The righteous one, my servant, shall make many righteous. We have been righteous through the blood of Jesus. He shall bear their iniquities. He bore our wounds and carried our infirmities and our sins upon the cross. Therefore, I will allot him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out himself to death. Who poured out himself to death? Jesus, not Israel. Jesus, not Israel. Jesus, not Israel. And he was numbered with transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and made intercession for transgressors. Do you know now that Jesus, as the great high priest, is praying for you, making intercession for you? Do you know that now, that he loves you so much that he's praying for you? Do you know he's your prayer partner in heaven? Hallelujah. That's who Jesus is. He's your prayer partner in heaven. He lives to make intercession for you. And you know what? We know that all things work together for the good to those who love Christ. All things work together for the good to those who love God. Do you know that he's your prayer partner and that he has a plan for your life, a plan to do good and not evil, a, a plan to prosper and not not prosper, a plan to give life and not death because of his cross, because of his death, because of his resurrection. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.